Greetings from our producer's dungeon as normal. This is the show where my wife, myself, and our producer extraordinaire, extraordinaire who likes to uh, stir the pot, which is me and my wife arguing constantly, and we all talk about paranormal locations from the spooky side. Two historical tidbits. Uh, so <laughs> join, us in a, join us in our petty squabbling for this week's edition of the Possibly, Possibly Paranormal Podcast. Oh my god. You guys. <sighs> what? I've peaked. <clears throat> you peaked. You've peaked? I, there's nothing uh, you more that I can do. Well, that cannot. Uh, no, hear me out on this one. Uh, I cannot beat an Ode to Foghorns. I tried so oh hard this week. But that God. was so I've good. Peaked. I know I've peaked. It was Dude, so that good. was way too early to peak. I've peaked. We're, we're so three screwed episodes now. In, so I've we're peaked. so we're like done after ten episodes we're because we're like no, we, we, ha- can't we have beat no an idea. Ode to Honestly, if we make it to ten episodes, that's about three more than I expect. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I can't do it. I just can't. What? I can't beat be, beat better than uh, what I was. What did you try? I'm not going to tell you because then you'll know the bits for today. Oh, fine. Okay. I made two of them. One of them is the commercial, and then the other one. Is I can't wait to quiz. hear these commercials. <laughs> so these commercials that he puts in, we we can't we don't even hear them until they're posted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we mm-hmm. we trust Davis. Oh, by the way, I'm going to wow. remember this time. Our producer over there is Davis. <laughs> I was My wondering name. how long it was going to take. I was literally timing it. I'm, oh. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be the one to talk first, so he forgets to introduce <laughs> us every time. Seriously, this is what he's like suck. at a party. He's like, "Hey, I know uh, these people. Everybody else perfect. must know these people too." You guys suck. My name is Jake. Uh, this is my. Uh, wife, Lisa. Um, hi. And then hi my l- lovely, <laughs> my lovely producer, uh, Davis over there. I feel uh, like my title changes yeah, literally I've, every time. Yeah, I feel like that's the do case you, as do well. Do you not like that? Well, well, how am I supposed to make a business I mean, card? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to know what business card you're going to make that I'm Jake's best friend, Davis. <laughs> best friend slash lovely producer slash I think you called me almost wife one time. Yeah, third Derek. wheel. Derek. Uh, he's called. Yeah, he's called you Derek. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, but Jake. Alcohol is a hell of a thing. <laughs> Jake, you forgot. Uh, Hannah, mm-hmm. say hello. Yep. Oh. All right. No. Did you turn the mic on? She had the mute button on. No, oh. She started chewing the food and had the mute. Yeah, she. No, that was me who made the noise. Yeah. That's what my grandma always used to do. We knew she was going to talk when she went. Is she from northern Minnesota? Uh, no, she's from Texas, actually. But oh, her, really? Her whole family's from North Dakota. Can, oh, so. please don't okay. do that every time you're about to talk. <laughs> Wow, um, Davis has a point. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom, whenever she has a point to say, will say, "Say, did you hear about?" Oh, oh wow. my gosh! <laughs> she always does it. So then, we, me, and my brother would always say, "Say," or she'll also say, "Here's the scoop," and then we all go of ice cream. So <laughs> here's the scoop, and then yeah, that so, is. That's my mom for you. If you're wondering uh, where this lovely producer slash Derek came from. (laughs) Can we act? Just so you know, every time I have a a statement, I have a wife to tell me it's wrong. So good. I'm glad that you have something outside of yourself. (sighs) I'm married too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's just not married to one of us. (laughs) (laughs) Yet. Soon. Soon. All right. Soon. So. He's going to scoop on this, in show, on this show, we like to analyze and look at a paranormal location and talk about some of the cool ghost stories and other paranormal tidbits. Um, That's a fun word to say, tidbits. And then um, I... <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Titty bits? I think it's going to be titty bits from now on. I, know, sure. I then also try, <laughs> while I'm telling ghost stories, to keep in line my producer and my wife, Lisa, here from... See, now you're just a producer. Off, you're not even a lovely oh producer. Oh, my God. You're just not a producer. Derek producer. You guys, are no. off, you guys are already off the rails today. This is going to be interesting. Because uh, 
Lisa likes to argue with me, so she's already feeling riled up, so this is going to be interesting. Well, I'm allowed to be. I'm pregnant, and I get to be as riled up she as I want to. She only can use that for a few more months. Yep, and then after that, it's going to be, mother. um, I'm a mother, and I have a mo- I'm have a mother of a newborn, so I get to be that then. Yes, you're right. I have no part of it after that. Once it's born, I'm just, uh, I'm done. Taking a See break. See you later, Jake. Yep. What are you doing now? Listening to you. <laughs> Bye, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you say this as if you're so involved with this particular process that's um, happening right I, now. I'm pretty sure I started this process. That's well, the most important thing. Was what are start. we doing today? Yeah. I've been trying. <laughs> okay, you guys got me. Well, you, uh, oh, you're my supposed God. to keep us on the rails. Oh, my- I'm trying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Davis, God, you don't know. I'm sitting here trying to start and Davis stares at me like he's going to just They go can't off. see my face. I can see you. No, they can't, though. Yeah, no, they, can't. they can't see your face. Yeah. So, Yet. is this <laughs> Audio visual? medium. Audio, Audio medium. medium. All right. So, the location that uh, uh, our esteemed producer, Davis, gave us last week was the Palmer House, which is in... Sox Center, Minnesota. Sox Center, Minnesota. Awesome paranormal spot. It's well known as one of the most haunted places in Minnesota, if not the Midwest. Yep. It's definitely considered one of the heavy hitters. Um, so the Palmer House is a three-story brick building that is it located in Sox Center. Three? It's only three stories. Hmm. At its height, it really only had like 32 rooms total. It got renovated up to it a couple of times. Right th- now it only has 22 rooms. It's oh, a, so okay. it's a small building. Well, it it's went a from historical location. 32 rooms and a communal bathroom to right. 22 and... And everyone gets their own bathroom. Oh, oh I am much more into that. Exactly. Oh. So in, the, in 92, it got renovated so that mm-hmm. everybody got their own bathroom. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. But the building itself Wait, was actually 1992. It was abandoned took till for a little bit. That, okay, cool. I was gonna say it took till that long to like, get a bathroom yeah. for everybody in a hotel. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, um, it 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 had to go through a couple of renovations in order to get there. But when it was so, it first started as the stock the Sock Center House. Uh, uh, actually, it was the Barnum Hotel first, and then it turned into the Sock Center House because uh, the first guys who built it was uh, something something Barnum, so they named it the Barnum Hotel. Are you just like mansplaining this to me? Yes, I am. Like a circus? Well, if you said it right. Okay. That's a look. I'm going to think about P.T. Barnum and his circus Exactly. It's going to turn into that real quick. Um, So, yeah. Then it became the Sox Center House and then the Minnesota House. Correct. And then in in, uh, June 26th of 1900, it burned down at 3.11 a.m. Which, I'm just going to point this out, is during the witching hour, which is kind of awesome. Is 3 a.m. the witching hour? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always thought it was 4. It's 3. Mm. It's the opposite Might depend of... upon your time zone. It's <gasps> um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, supposed it's, to be the op- Eastern. opposite yes. of the resurrection, which was 3 p.m. 3 p.m. 3 a.m. is the opposite. In oh, the Antichrist. I was going to ask him if he knew what witching hour meant. Oh, sorry. Dang it, Jake. <sighs> I do. Okay, that's good. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he thinks it's 4 a.m. Anyway. But I did think it was 4 a.m. Um, so, but like there's there's really no understanding as to why this particular fire had even started. So it's it's a mysterious fire <gasps> as to why this thing had even happened. Yeah, all, they could tell, at, all they could tell is from the kitchen. That's yeah. all I think they could tell. So um, it wasn't reported that any lives were lost, although there's some speculation that maybe some lives were lost in the basement. That's one of those, yeah, like, like they put the people down there. They were already dead, though. Maybe. Ooh. Because up until this point, it was um, kind of like a it, it was kind of a, a gambling whorehouse type of uh, 
hotel. Wow, so dark. Uh, it's a brothel. A whorehouse. Jeez. Well, you know. Harem. Um, a, harem? a harem? A harem. <laughs> sure. It, so it was that type of uh, it was that type of a house. And then after it had burned down, it was the area was purchased by uh, Chris, uh, Christina or Christina. I kind of like Christina because it's, it's spelled a little differently. Ralph and Christina Palmer. Exactly. Why is it um, spelled, Chris, spelled Christina? Yeah, with an E-N-A. Oh. Everything yeah. I saw was is I-N-A. It? I think you might have just looked at a article that had a misspell. Well, four of them have it as... E-N-A. Christena. And the public records have her as E-N-A. All right. Um, so anyway, um, she, <laughs> they had purchased the house or the area and then they had erected what is now the Palmer House. And so it was a hotel that basically had catered to traveling salesmen. Hence the reason that you were able to have something like communal bathrooms. It wasn't that big of an issue. Yeah, no one like. Bad, the salesman anyway. So, yeah, nobody yeah. liked him anyway. Um, but they it was actually the first hotel outside of Minneapolis to have running um to have indoor plumbing and electricity. Oh, yeah, it fancy when it, yeah. when it burned down when it was the brothel and stuff, like the people in the sock center of the town actually weren't upset by this because mm-hmm. it was like the seedy place and it's like oh good good for, good it's oh, gone oh so they wanted it to burn down well, yeah, they didn't they, care they didn't another. care another and then when it was rebuilt and they upgraded everything mm-hmm. and it became like the public hangout then so it was considered a very mm-hmm. like a, a like a you know upper class high star hotel type of an idea okay because it okay. was it was the best one outside of the twin cities and how far outside of Twin Cities is Sox Center? Oh, um, Sox Center is the next closest pop uh, area to it is probably going to be St. Cloud, Minnesota. So it's about two hours outside of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's about two hours north. Um, actually, this is closer to my original so- stomping grounds from where I grew up. Um, we used to go to Sox Center thinking that it was the big place. It had the best baseball fields. Oh, my gosh. And how do you spell Sock? S-A-U-K. Mm-hmm. And yep. then how do you spell Center? C E N T R E, the British spelling. Exactly. Because, um, so it was, so the <laughs> reason why Sock Center even became the name of this place was, um, the eight, the eight shareholders of this area. Um, Sock was in tribute to a, um, was in tribute to the tribes in the area. Okay. So it was, in tribute to that and it was actually just drawn out of a hat basically oh. <laughs> as to why they even called it Sock nice. Center but then they wanted to keep the British spe- spelling as well so they kept the R-E for its center okay okay uh, one of the cool things about this location is uh, a little bit later when the Prohibition era started uh, they took the hotel and the basement actually kind of became a uh, bootleggers ability they could actually they actually were selling booze out of the hotel huh. and because there's a tunnel system what? Uh, um, once again, a tunnel what? system underneath this hotel that they were able to bring from different locations. And honestly, the people don't know where these, like, you legit need to know where you're going in the tunnels to go down there. And a lot of them are closed off and or completely just caved in. Caved in. But there was a full tunnel system that they were able to bring in uh, booze from outside the city and sell them right there at the hotel. Mm-hmm. So that... I think we have the prohibition to thank for so many haunted places. Don't um, we? we really do, but you know what, Minnesota At least haunted itself, basements. Yeah, haunted basements. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota actually was not hit nearly as hard by prohibition. Um, and a lot of the following, 
recessions that happened. Well, how else are we going to stay warm? That's legitimately <laughs> it. We we're like, no, we understand that this is technically illegal, but um, we're going to be fine. So we were still Pass able to find Aquavit. ways to sell it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't tell the Norwegians Aquavit. not to have their new I love Aquavit. It's so good. Oh, you it, love it? Oh, my gosh. You don't like it? It's gasoline. It's gasoline. No, it's just, it's like Swedish whiskey. I can't. <laughs> so gasoline. <laughs> it's so good. It's, I like it a lot. Maybe Hannah's, I haven't tried the right stuff yet. Hannah's about like the artisanal stuff. Okay. So. Well, maybe artisanal is better than like what you get passing through an airport. I mean, yeah, everything's better than that. Like, come on. Well, I don't know. Airports are like the second most scary places to dungeons and basements. Oh, I thought you were going to say dragons. No. <laughs> <laughs> kind of went down that route on yeah, accident. <laughs> on accident. This is my life, guys. They literally are so off the rails today. This is amazing. Well, then get us back on the rails. I have ADD. Yeah. <laughs> I'm offended. Uh, I'm you're you're the history part. Keep on going. Well, okay. So le- yeah. So legitimately, though, um, there's not necessarily ton of history itself to the area because you're talking about a really small small town so now there's only about four thousand a little over four thousand almost five thousand people in sock center that's how big this place is um it's it's more it has its historical landmarks and everything um but this area is more like unless you're from it directly you're just not gonna know about it a ton mm, okay. um, but the, a couple of notable things about this area and even about the palmer house specifically as well have you ever heard of um this writer called sinclair Lewis? the jungle <laughs> yes is that a book that he wrote i think so i don't know <laughs> oh my lord um, <laughs> he's a nobel peace prize winner you know no, that guy nobel prize winner nobel prize winner what is Nobel. happening? Did you say Nobel Prize? No, no, so the peace, peace prize. prize. He didn't oh. win the peace prize. <laughs> no, he didn't. Just the Nobel Prize. Um, but he did. He did <laughs> oh, write God. a book. Our um, historian, everybody. Exactly. Right? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, he did write a book called Main Street. This was in 1920, and there's a um house in there called the Mini Mashi Mini Mashi House. I believe is how it's going to mm-hmm. be pronounced. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that was basically based entirely off of the Palmer house. Yeah, he used to work at the Palmer mm-hmm. and he actually got in trouble because he would uh, be, he would sneak out, sneak, sneak down to the basement area behind the wall and he would start writing and writing poems and he went work and he got in trouble quite a bit for that. Oh. There's actually even down Sinclair. there, mm-hmm. even when you go down there, one of the things they have protected is behind this wall. You actually see the startings of some of his most famous poems <gasps> written on the wall. It's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. And the only people who now are allowed in the basement are ghost hunters. Oh, you, really? You have, you have to be there for you a tour. You have to be there yeah. for a tour or mm. for to specifically ghost hunt and everything like that in order to even be allowed in there. haunted down there? Oh, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get oh, there. Super hot. Sure. Um, so 1982, it became, a, it became a historical landmark. Yep. That oh. was the big move because uh, basically that drove people to Zock Center was the Palmer House mm-hmm. at that point. Uh, no other reason. I don't mm-hmm. want to be mean about it. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> other than baseball the, fields, literally. That was the only reason that we ever traveled exactly to Ox, Sock Center was because of was because of baseball. And it's almost exactly halfway between Fargo and Minneapolis. Yep. Yes. That's why I thought it was called Sock Center <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, 90s, it was completely remodeled. Uh, 19 rooms, four suites. 
And then in 2002, the person we're going to be talking most about here, uh, Kelly and Brett Freeze, they are the owners still to this day. Mm-hmm. How do you spell Freeze? Uh, F-R-E-E-S-E. Oh, so close. Yep. They could have been Mr. Freeze. Uh, <laughs> they did not believe in the supernatural beforehand. Well, they didn't even know about it beforehand because they, they are from, um, they're from another small area in the air, um, small town in northern Minnesota called Freezy. Um I've heard of that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're they're originally from there, and hello, I'm just Stop gonna knock my, the mic. my mic around. <laughs> I have no coordination. She'll do today. it twice a show. I think I I've dropped my it. water bottle itself like four times, and yeah, no coordination whatsoever today. Anyway, so they're they're not from the area. They had no idea that it was haunted, but all the locals that were like, "Yeah, no, that's a haunted place," and they didn't know about it. They started doing the renovations and everything after they had purchased it. And her father had stayed there, had lived at it for about four months while they were doing some of these things. So he, it was empty while he was there. Yep. They are not believers in the paranormal. They're actually very spiritual where it's um, more along that line, I guess, is kind of how it was written in a couple of articles that I that we had found, including one from my uh, hometown paper of the Park Rapids Enterprise. Yes, Popia. The Enterprise. Okay. The Enterprise. After Star Trek. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, mm-hmm. that, that's what it was named after. Mm-hmm. Um, they just got Star Trek right now in Park Rapids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's the first one still. Yep. No, yep. it's the first one. Next Generation is going to blow their, their minds so in about good, six years. The card is so good. Yeah. Wait till they find out. <laughs> I love Park Rapids. Anyway. Um, <laughs> super small town up north in the middle of nothing. And I loved it. No, I didn't. But I kind of did. Anyway, um, so they... Audubon. Had, <clears throat> what? Park Rapids Audubon, right? I don't know what you're saying. I don't either. Okay. Keep going. Um, so <laughs> they're, from a, they're, from a small, they're from a small area anyway. So they, um, they, they kind of described themselves as more spiritual. They didn't necessarily believe in ghosts and anything like that because they were coming at it from a more uh, Christian perspective in that particular viewpoint. Um, but... After living there for four months, he kept hearing so many footsteps no. and started feeling like things were following him and could hear something that sounded almost like a child running up and down <gasps> the halls and everything. Like, wow, you're going he, into my area now. I know, but it was really interesting. Um, so anyway, his um, her father is the one who had told her, hey, I'm pretty sure there's stuff here. Well, actually, okay. he, he originally came because he was hearing people walking, moving stuff, and t- he heard voices and he'd go... He actually thought they were renting out the rooms. Like he went to her and went, when did you start renting rooms? Oh, no. And we're not renting rooms. And he went, then where what the, did I hear? What am oh. I hearing? Ah. Because one thing you're going to hear a lot, because Davis is, you know, a little bit of novice on the paranormal stuff. No. Um, I know everything. One thing that basically all ghost stories kind of lean to what spirits seem to really dislike Renovations. Renovation. Oh, that makes sense because yeah. birds also hate that. Yes, the, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ghosts are in of retentive people. And they're birds. And they're bird-like. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, so Any they, ghosts in my house? They hate, it when we change, they hate it when we change stuff. Yep. So, I mean, the fact that the guy was there doing renovations for those few months, uh, good way to get it started. Yeah. Um, but also, keep this in mind when I start telling some of these stories. When they did these renovations, and they've had it done a couple times since, just to make sure, they did a full electronic, like, reset. 
for this place. They Ooh, did a, here's a good question. They did electrical tests throughout the whole building and full electrical rewiring for the whole building. They've done this a couple times. So mm-hmm. a lot of these stories you're going to hear, usually their thing is, well, it's an old building. Why are the lights flicking? They legit have tried every little thing to try to make this not happen. <laughs> exactly. And so this place has been tested for something very specific. It's called an EMF. Hey, Davis, what's EMF? Evil motherfucker. <laughs> They're looking for him. We're finding you. We're looking for you. <laughs> oh, our paranormal expert, everyone. An evil motherfucker. Stands for electronic me- uh, magnetic field. Yes. Electromagnetic field. Thank there we you. are. Well, I was going to land a on ghost there. term. Is it? No, I mean that's something that can affect everyone. I just uh, the idea. EMPs. About, you remember we talked about uh, well, ghosts. An EVP is a different thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> ghosts or spirits using en- energy, basically. Yes. Uh, p- places that have a, lar- a, a large EMF field has a lot of electricity in the air, or uh, electricity from a source. They'll say like ghosts and spirits will will try to take that. You know, will use that energy for to try to manifest. So they're. They like run on energy. Yeah, basically. Uh, basically, I mean, they, they need the they energy. They try to zap to, that energy and use it because they don't have a ton themselves, and yeah. so that's why when we on it we've been on it. investigations where we'll have full batteries and they'll die instantly. Mm-hmm. Like you could just tell they're just taking energy from oh, things. So ghosts are just that bad guy from the Spider-Man movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's one that had electric powers. I think Andrew Garfield was in it. Oh, I think that's the one I missed. I, I don't know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, the reason that I bring that up is because typically when you go into any location and you're trying to test, um, and you're trying to test a, a possible reason as to why people are experiencing things, you take an EMF reader and you try to find where there's possible EMF hotspots. Mm-hmm. So things like where wires are not necessarily grounded correctly. And a lot of it comes from electrical issues, which is why this particular point is actually pretty important for this area. Okay. EMS, I mean, you, you check even when building a house is because mm-hmm. uh, it could, you know, it could lead to paranormal stuff. But for the most part, it could just lead to making people feel very icky. ill themselves. No, uh, it can really so can it can get affect paranoid feelings. Non-paranormal. It just yeah. affects you. It could mm-hmm. give you headaches. It and some people, you... it's kind of, it's no, kind of like a, sen- a sensory or... Um, a sense type of allergy mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, people have an allergic reaction to smells or something like that. Some people can be incredibly sensitive to EMF itself. So okay. you, and if you're hanging out in it too long, you can start to get extreme paranoid type of feelings. Your hair can stand up on the back of your neck frequently. You can start to feel nauseous, off-centered. Hmm. Like these are things that just happen in an EMF field. Oh, uh, something we'll talk about. Uh, sorry, I'm leaning away from this mic. Uh, something we're talking about, uh, the, paranormal uh hangover is something mm-hmm. i'll bring up later oh uh, it's paranormal or it's just <laughs> people who are sensitive to emf where it, it gives them a headache it gives them oh. a stuffy feeling it kind of icky all feeling. i imagined was like these three guys go to four guys go to las vegas and then they see ghosts and they wake up the next day and the the guy who's gonna get married is gone <laughs> And they got to go find him. I think I've seen this. I think I've seen that one. This is called The Hangover. I'm pretty sure that one of our groomsmen actually tried to give us the plot of The Hangover as his speech. Oh, yeah. He gave up real quick. (laughs) He got real awkward. Oh, man. Okay. So uh, Kelly Freeze, uh, she found out. So her found out from her dad, this place is haunted. I mean, her dad's believing. She starts believing and then she starts having her own experiences. But instead of doing what so many of these hotel owners are 
owners of businesses do if they find out there's something going out there. They try to hide it or shy away from it. She leaned into it. Mm-hmm. She kind of went, okay, well, this is just something that's going to happen. At this, this point, if you go, there's actually these huge leather-bound books that are logs that, mm-hmm. as a guest, you can go in and write about your experience. Yeah, they have and these you're free. two leather-bound logs of people. And you're free to add to it and read through it and see what people have experienced. That's smart. Mm-hmm. And it includes, yeah, it includes pictures mm-hmm. and... Uh, EVP recordings, um, like where you can go to find EVP recordings mm. and things like that. So it's they try cool. to they try to legitimately log everything that they can now, in these two books that are in the lobby. I almost find it hard to believe because as old as this building is, there's no known official deaths, and that's a lot of people. That is find incorrect. It. There's uh, one. Yep, uh, uh, a child that died of uh, influenza. Well, there's two. Then there's also a man who had hung himself in the 50s in the bar. That was another one I just didn't see enough on. I just there wasn't a ton. So this is this is again kind of a little bit to the area itself. So there are some. There is a recording of a man who had hung himself in the 1950s in the bar itself, where he had hung himself at some point throughout the night, and then they went and they found him hanging where he had stepped off of the pool table, and they found him the next morning. Ah. Yeah. So it's so, all this one guy? That was just one guy. Or are they there, on top there was of also, the burial ground or something? No, no there was al- <laughs> Well, there was you're also in a tribal young, area. <laughs> there was also a young boy who p- passed away from the flu uh, way mm-hmm. early in the 1900s. Um, I mean, there was a cop who was shot and killed outside of it. And mm-hmm. there's just, and a lot of people say mm-hmm. some of the spirits might just be people mm-hmm. who had memories there and they're just interacting with the spot. Uh, back when it was a brothel, they, I don't think they're keeping track of any issues that happened. Um, when the fire happened, there's rumors that there could have been people stuck and trapped in the basement area and they just weren't reported because that was a night early. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't reported, reported, but when you look at the, when you do look at the recordings and the um, newspaper clippings, they actually specifically say that no one was injured. Um, so you just don't. You don't, it, know, you for don't sure. know for sure, okay. and I'm sure if it was Kinda a running, covered up. a running a saloon bit, and running brothel back in that day, it's hard to believe there wasn't uh, issues mm-hmm. of some sort. Uh, oh yeah, hundred I mean, percent. They didn't treat the women very nicely there. Um, so here's here's a I'm going to give you guys a quick list of some of the stuff that happens there. And let me know, Davis, if you want to go stay there sometime very soon. Oh. Okay. I think this will lead right into my uh, questions for you guys pretty okay. nicely about staying there. Sweet. So. All right. So I'm just going to read off a bunch. And this is not everything. So I'll get into some other stuff later. Uh, displaced voices of children and adult people names being called nope. usually by the bartenders nope. be- having their names called after work. Drastic 30, 30 plus temperature uh, degree ta- changes. Yeah, no, nope. I'm not OK with temperature uh, change. Doors open and slamming shut on their own. Uh, heavy and sad feelings when you walk through certain areas. Hearing a kid bouncing a ball down the halls. Children running down the hall with no children in the building. A ball bouncing down the hall and there's no one there to throw it. No, no. Knocking from <laughs> knocking from the walls. Knocking from inside the walls. No. Toilets will flush and the sinks will turn on and off by themselves. Furniture moves at all hours of the day. Even TVs end up on the wrong wall where there is no outlets. No. Items go missing and pop up randomly or never show up again. Mm. Uh, poltergeist and electrical issues at the bar and all around the lobby. Mm. There's a man in vintage clothing that usually stands at the end of p- your people's beds. No. At least we're out of period clothing now. Yeah. Fe- uh, <laughs> 
People, yeah, what, what, what just derail. <laughs> feel, uh, you can feel people lying beside you in bed or against uh-uh, you. In that's bed. a big no on my uh-huh. side. No. TV in the pub turns on extremely loud and only a night cl- uh, when only the night clerk is there in the lobby. Nope. Of course, everything uh, horrible happens to night clerks yeah. and janitors. Candle holders sliding across the table in the no. pub when no one uh-uh. is near. Hanging stemware shooting out of their racks and <laughs> flying several feet away from nope. uh, glasses not simply just falling off of shelves but seemingly thrown down onto the ground nope following a guest up the stairs to only have them not be there uh a mm-hmm. row of books simply falling off the shelf and landing upright in perfect order and complaining about noisy guests above you when you're already on the top floor no, no. <laughs> uh, third story okay i had to go through that that is the that is a list right there i'll get in some more stuff some more stuff okay uh the uh to, to more actual stories uh but i just wanted to read off all the freaking things there's Literally, a ton of stuff just, that happens it's there. It's amazing the stories you mm. hear, and it's ha- unless everyone is fooled, it is the strangest things because you just read these stories, and they're like legit people stories that are in this logbook. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, mm. that and that's just in the logbook. So historically, um, the in the historical um center that's actually in sock center so you know in the basement with the two little old ladies that kind of house all the old documents. Oh, I thought that they were dead. Nope. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought that we were going that direction. <laughs> nope. At the historical they center. They were dead um, all along. <laughs> um, so at the historical center, though, they were able to pull a couple of records where um, one of the owners had taken the time to actually type up paranormal events that were happening in the 50s, 70s, and 80s. So three different owners mm-hmm. had actually taken the time to type some of this stuff up, and it's just been logged in there. Oh. And a lot of it revolves around hearing the footsteps uh, being followed, hearing... <gasps> your name constantly being no, called. No, I like And that. then the one that always continually pops up is the hearing the children play. Yep. Uh, we'll get into that here. Yeah. First, I think Davis is going to yeah, give us yeah. something. And I then think- after that, I'm going to talk about a certain little things that have happened. I'm going to break down some of the rooms with their entities. Yes. And then I'm going to, I'm going to read about two or three of the actual guest log books for you guys. Story at the time. End here. And right before we do that, we're going to do the commercial. But what I'm going to start doing now this is going to be a new thing for this one. Is On you guys are going to hear, meeting. yeah, you're going to hear the commercial as it is. So oh. feel free to laugh or whatever <gasps> it is you want to do. If it's no funny, way. we'll see how it goes. So this is the one I made for this one. So <laughs> it's so not excited. so much a commercial as much as it's more. I tried to remake a Martha Stewart show. Oh god! So here we go. This is called Creating Creepy. Hi, I'm Davis, and welcome to the Possibly Paranormal Podcast presents Creating Creepy. Your how-to guide to making the perfect place to scare your friends, titillate horror movie fans, and get countless paranormal investigators to your door. Now, a lot of you may be thinking, I've got the perfect place. Someone either died here or had a traumatic experience in one of the rooms. There's no way it isn't haunted. We've learned that simply isn't true. Today, we're going to be talking about some ways to spruce up the beginnings of a haunting and turn your dream home into a scream home. Follow me to the foyer. So, somebody had a traumatic death in your location. That's great. Not for them. <laughs> They're not just going to come back if they have no reason to. Sure, they didn't get to live life to the fullest, but most ghosts need something more. Find a keepsake of theirs and put it into an anti-poltergeist safe. You can find one at your local paranormal store or at Kmart, the ghost of retail stores. 
find one of their keepsakes and or Kmart is completely gone, you're welcome, Nicolette Avenue. Well, fear not, there's still more options. Your next best bet is going to be to bring a psychic to your house. Now, mediums tend to be large in the ways of your financial contribution, but they will almost always work. Ghosts hate when mediums come into their house and state some things around bad energy and how they need to leave right now and run out of your house, usually screaming. The ghost will become upset and bam, haunted. This will also work with clergy, especially if they have that white collar thing that none of us have seen outside of the movies. Lastly, if you're afraid of mediums or fathers, we've got one last foolproof method to ensuring your house is haunted. You're going to need some flyers. A local print store will do the trick, and you're going to want to spread them around a local middle school or high school in your area. State about how there's a haunted house in the area, your location, about how the doors don't properly lock, and how you'll be gone for the weekend. Oh man, this weekend though, but it's homecoming. Well, man, would you rather watch Nancy dance with Dave or come experience something you'll never experience again in your life? Yeah, I guess. Bam! Peer pressure wins again. Now they're going to rummage through your house. Make sure to place cobwebs in inconvenient locations. Don't clean beforehand. And put some words on walls with washable blood. Once again, found at most Kmarts. Ghosts love to haunt children that are in places they shouldn't be and they will most certainly come out to scare them and remain for as long as you need them. Well, I hope today we found a way for you to better class up your haunted location. From all of us at Creating Creepy, I'm Davis. Remember, you can't spell scary without care. Hulu! <laughs> All right, that Dear is our commercial. Lord. But now we'll get ourselves <laughs> <Yeah>. into. <laughs> Thank you. That's kind of the vibe I'm going to go for for a lot of our commercials. You guys don't have heard the first one. So. Oh my god! All right, but next up, we're going to play a game uh, that right. I created. For all right, all right, all right, okay, all right. okay. So little, did, you know about the Palmer House in Sock Center. We I've all know it. about it now. But did you know that there are two other Palmer Houses in the Midwest? Because I found them. There's also the Palmer House Hotel, a Hilton Hotel in Chicago, mm-hmm. downtown Chicago, Illinois. And there's also the Palmer also House. Also haunted, I believe. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I don't know anything about that. But there's also the Palmer House Motel in Sioux City, Iowa. And so what I did is I pulled one star reviews from all three of these off of TripAdvisor. Oh, my God. And you guys need to tell me if it's the motel in Iowa, the hotel in Chicago, or the hotel in Sox Center. All right. All right. right. Or the house in Sox Center. House in Sox Center. Okay. So we have house, hotel, and motel. Lisa, just don't don't, don't copy my answers like you did last time. I won last time. Let me quick give you a rundown of each three. They each had their own little blurb on on TripAdvisor. So the first one is uh, Palmer House Hotel in Sox Center, and it was hotel where author Sinclair Lewis worked for a short time. That was their whole thing. They didn't put Wait, the Nobel Peace Prize winner? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Palmer House Hilton Hotel in Chicago, North America's most established hotel, the Palmer House Hilton, first opened its doors in 1871 and has remained the place to see and be seen, in quotations, in downtown Chicago. We continue evolving to serve you with the latest conveniences and comforts in meetings, accommodations, and dining. A hip and historic blend of modern nuances in Chicago's cultural significance. All right. And then the Palmer House Motel is everyone needs a place to lay their wary head. For travelers visiting Sioux City, Palmer House Motel is an excellent choice 
for the rest for rest and rejuvenation. Well known for its proximity to great restaurants and attractions, Palmer House Motel makes it easy to enjoy your best enjoy the best of Sioux City attractions. So, uh, well, I'm going to tell you this right off the bat: the Palmer House Motel had only one non one star review. So, yes. I'll tell you that right now. Um, so let's get into it. Wow. So, this first one here. The title of this review is Nasty. <laughs> uh, rainy night. Not sure where next hotel was. Big mistake. Nasty dot dot dot. Bathroom drains didn't dot dot dot. Filthy toilet dot dot dot. Broken plug on tub dot dot dot. Water backed up in shower and sink beds not made under quilts dot dot dot. Burn holes in sheets dot dot dot. Just horrible dot dot dot. Plus free Wi-Fi doesn't work. I'm going to oh, guess. Oh, oh, I want to hear all of them before I guess. Is that oh, you want to hear all of them? Or are you going to do one no, at a time? I'm going to do one at a time. Yeah, you got to ah, guess. I'm yep. thinking that this is Motel. Oh. I, yeah, the cigarette burns. And that's I, that's what's, that's I what it is. Go it's motel. the cigarette motel. burns. Because I don't think that motel? you. Where in Chicago is the other one? It's downtown. The like other one the, is downtown. The, I think I stayed, I stayed over the there. It's really close to um, the Cadillac Theater area. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll say mm-hmm. Motel then. It, yeah, and it is the motel. You oh, right. yes. I made that one an easy one. This is the first one. Oh. All right, here we go. Number two, this title of this one was Was Mistreated at Palmer House Hotel. Um, I was a guest at the hotel a few weeks ago and stayed in their most expensive room and was twice mistreated by their employee. When I complained to the owner about poor treatment, she wrote me back a nasty email and even lied about my family and I accusing us of things we never did or took part in. This is no way to treat a guest. I'm going to say that that's Palmer House and Sock Center. The Sock Center. Sock Center. You are yeah. correct. Yes. You also said Palmer House. You also said Palmer House. They, no, they're all or called Palmer said, House Hotel. Oh, hotel. they're all called Palmer House Hotel. But well, I also, I was going to say. The two are called Hotel a lot here on TripAdvisor. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, I also said that because uh, Kelly Freeze, she seems like a nice person, but seems like I was talking a lot of clips of her on YouTube and stuff. She seems like she could have an edge to her. Uh, yeah, I, the, she seems like she could those. have an edge to she's, her. She's small town Minnesota. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. She doesn't give a lot of two shits. Yeah, exactly. It was one of those reviews to me where they did. They were actually horrible people, but then they're mad that someone called them out on it. You yeah, know? That's, that's exactly. Oh, yeah, that's the way I feel about that. So next one. This one is called. It just says Kelly Freeze ain't putting up your shit. This one says cramped. The Palmer House is historic and beautiful. The rooms, however, are extremely small. If you can't fit a queen size bed in the room. It's small. No room for a fridge, but they can squeeze a mini bar in. Would not stay at or recommend this hotel. I'm going to Sock Center on that one. Uh, I saw some of the rooms. I on saw there. some of the rooms. Yeah, they're pretty small. But, I mean, it's a small place. I'm going with, although, oh no, my God, you brought answer. up the mean. You know, <laughs> I think it's Chicago. You are correct. It is the Chicago Son one. Son of a <laughs> mini bar. Listen to the cues, bitch. All right. Number <laughs> four. <laughs> Number four, it just says, bulldoze this, bulldoze this place and put it out of its misery is the title. And after not being able to find any other hotel room because all other hotels in town were full of construction workers, I settled for the Palmer House Hotel. I travel a lot and this was, this has got to rank up there with some of the worst I have ever stayed at. The bed, rose pattern pillowcases, a comforter that looks straight from the 60s, and the blanket was a picture of two tigers. <laughs> oh my god i think it's the motel i'm going um, with motel sioux city 
I'm gonna go sock center on this one. It was Motel. You won. I thought Holy that would, crap! She I thought it me. would trick you because he says Palmer House Hotel in there. Even yeah, he does. Not, I was so. going off of just the the floral print. The floral print, but it was the two tiger thing. All right, number five. Oh, ladies, weekend is the title of this one, and it was still a one star review. Please tell me it's a question mark. Ladies, weekend. <laughs> there is so much to say about our visit. My friends and I stayed one night. It's supposed to be haunted, but we didn't see or hear anything. The room was two queen beds and one very one bathroom very cheap looking updates very bland room carpet was stained and the beds were hard there was a strong odor to the whole hotel i think i'm going chicago. with uh, oh you think chicago oh yeah two queens uh yeah that's gotta be chicago and you're both wrong it was sock center you're Whoa. kidding and to me what i was thinking was the scary thing was the ho- the odor that's what the 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 haunting was this time Actually, well, they, they, do, mean, they do talk about the, the yeah. smells. Exactly. Right. It's also super old. I'm sorry. I mean, if you're not, if you're not up for it, never mind. I have things to say about that. Ladies review. weekend. Um, all right. Next one. Disgusting. Needs remodel badly. This place is so horrible. I can't believe they're charging people to stay here. Don't take my word for it. Look at the pictures. They have the nerve to have a mini bar. There's no exhaust in the bathroom. I'm sure there is mold. Mm. See, I see trying to switch. Is he trying to? Yeah, I know it's the mini bar that's throwing me off because I don't think motel. Motel. I think yeah, Sioux City. No, Chicago. That one is Chicago. It is the mini bar in Chicago. Damn it! Ah, I I knew. I I overthought it. Overthought it. Trick with you guys earlier, so I was like, "Oh, let's trick him again." All right. See, that's just weird because that's not how I remember that hotel. It's I think okay. I'm, I'm sure still, I'm still winning. We've so. got two more. I was young. Uh, well, technically one more. Um, I'm still winning. So. <laughs> no, you're not. No sleep and uh, no, no, Lisa's winning. Um, <laughs> no sleep and unresponsive management is the title of this one. And it starts out, no, 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 no. <laughs> Do not stay here. The charm of the Palmer House is in its age and atmosphere. Unfortunately, the joy ends there. Management locks the clients in at 11 the night I was there. The minute that the management left, the noisemakers came out of their rooms and yelled, screamed, ran up and down the hallway. The stairs went outside and yelled and slammed doors and made continual noise until the wee wee hours of the morning. Sock Center. Sock Center. It is. And I was like, that's a haunting. That's legitimately. What? Those are like the biggest complaints that they get. I'm going to literally read stuff here. Okay. So that that was like, I think you guys got haunted. I think you guys got straight haunted. Really quick, the, the, the manager or the, the the owner she is literally wrote about she would be there at night and literally everyone's asleep and she's like okay i'm gonna just sit on this couch and try to snooze yeah and she'd hear things running around uh, and she, yeah. in her head at this point she believes in the honey so much she just goes god i just hope no one else hears it because yep. i don't want to deal with it because i'm gonna get a call well they're they gonna, got a one-star review because yeah. of it yeah they're, no, gonna, it, they, cause they're gonna complain, complain and i'm gonna go kids. i'm gonna have to go up there check it out and there's gonna be no nothing one. there nope <laughs> alright and then lastly I'm not gonna have you guys guess on this one so Lisa does end up winning it oh come um, on suck it so this one was a five star review and it says very pleased the owner is always upgrading here and there in my short stay I witnessed beds being replaced with new and also the all new AC heat units being put in the ownership and staff are very friendly and quite helpful if you're looking for the most bang for your buck you will certainly get it at the Palmer house I'm that just was a say, one star? That was a five star. Is that the one oh, five star review the of the one motel? one star for the motel. <laughs> and I am 100% certain it was the owner because he only has one review in all of the <laughs> <laughs> So those are, that was, is it the Palmer House, the Palmer House, or the Palmer House? Thank you all for playing. Lisa, congratulations. You get to take home our prize yes. of bragging rights to Jake. Yes. So, I got a lot of those. All right. And let's get back into the scary story. All right. Story. Here we go. <laughs> 
All right, so I'm gonna. I have a bunch here, so we're gonna go because I do not want to have to cut most of these. Okay, fine. I won't interrupt you too much. Uh huh. I never do. No, I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I read through that whole big list of stuff that happened that happened there uh, quite often. Um, one of the little things that they have, they have this uh, Christmas decoration. It's one of those inflatable snowmen. Oh, okay. You know, you run yep, and stuff yep. like that. Um, it's turned on with no power before. Uh-uh. I don't like no. snowmen that turn on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or just men that turn on, you know? Not like that. Um, even so much <laughs> where... about provocation. Where it, 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 in the middle of the lobby where it wasn't plugged in, mm-hmm. it, it turned on. Also, when they put it away in the basement, mm-hmm. it would just be on sometimes. It's a ghost inside of it. Um, Have you seen pictures of that of that thing? It's, it's not. It's, it's not a like horrifying. cute updated no. but snowman. Here's the either. fun one during an investigation because I'm, I'm going to talk about random investigations because they literally have them there like once a month because groups sign in and they they pay for it to go in there. Yeah, the the highest clientele are are ghost investigators and they'll, they'll they, and they is. log all their stuff. So I mean, is legitimate as them logging almost that same day. Uh, but when during during one of the investigations. Uh, they were uh, the investigators were talking about the snowman downstairs with mm. one of the workers, and they said, "Oh, it doesn't even work anymore." And they were recording all this. And later, when they re- but later when they listened to the recording, they caught a couple EVPs. If you remember those, are Davis extra variable products? If I remember, is what I'd call them. Close uh, electronic voice phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I was really close. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, but literally, when they listened to it, all they heard is us saying th- these two guys saying, "Oh yeah, it doesn't even work anymore." And these two EVPs, the two EV. Of two voices going, it works. It does. <gasps> ah, no. Someone's on the other side be like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, scary. So this happened. See, down- I just don't want something to like overtake that snowman and oh, have that God. snow. Like, no, 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 no. Oh, that sounds a like a great, movie. great. <laughs> that's a great Especially because like they're like the nose on this thing, it has the carrot nose, but it looks super pointy. Like it looks uh, like it could stab you. Oh, All right. Man. So the basement by itself, I mean, you can only go down there if you're part of a tour or an investigation. It is soups haunted. Um, a woman staying uh, came up to uh, Kelly, the owner, uh, and came up to her and said she had a dream. Uh, the dream, there was a man that she's never seen before, came up to her and said, uh, it's now time that people know about this. There are, There's a body under the stairs. <gasps> so she told the owner about this, and Kelly took a, the, a large spoon from the... Uh, kitchen and went down underneath the stairs in the basement and kind of just dug around a little bit just because she was curious did she find one and she found a bunch of bones Ah! Uh, looked like rib bones unfortunately she left them in the locked basement to go get her husband to show him and see if they had to uh they're gonna have to call someone about it no she came back and they were all gone no chills I've thought about this because I saw this story as well. Oh, okay. Interrupter. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm sorry. I'm, I am going to interrupt in this particular I'm circumstance. Okay with it. I, I'll allow it. One, you find bones, you call authorities. Period. She was literally you just should. locked him to go tell her husband to I go call, call you. She said it, it took her a couple of days. She dug up a few, she dug up a few bones. That was from her saying that. Okay. So she ate them. She said that they looked like rib bones. If it was an actual body that was buried there and you found rib bones, you'd know what you also typically find. You also typically find the spinal bones. However, um, in this area, in the time that the foundation would have been laid, you would actually – you would find a lot of debris from other animals and um, also the way that people used to dispose of 
things such as um, ribs from what they had eaten. Mm. It usually gets thrown into a basement or a hole or something like that. So, and then it would just get buried in so the So she found so, human I'm bones. I'm throwing she that out there. She found human bones and she they disappeared. Know. She never she was able to get the brain. They found disappeared in front of her eyes. <laughs> I'm saying they could have been something else. So, Where did they go, though, Lisa? I don't know. Huh. There's a uh, maintenance worker there uh, named Hank. The weird part is Hank's dead. Well, um, he used to work there like way back, way way back in the day. He worked there, and now he's still working there to this day. No, um, oh, that would be the worst. Why do you have to keep down in the basement? In death? Hell, down in the basement, you they often hear someone. He sounds really nice. He says hello. He said he asks how people are doing, and then you can hear him knocking around and working on pipes and stuff like that downstairs. No. What? No. Creepy. He sounds nice. Hank sounds nice. Hank sounds nice? I don't know many nice Hanks, I'll be honest. Hank Green. I don't know him. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> uh, this is a cool story. Uh, Kelly, uh, the owner, Kelly Freeze. I love that name. So I'm going to keep on saying that name. I hope that it's Freeze and not like Freeze A. Well, even Freeze. if it is Freeze A. Hello. Um, she walked into a room and she said that she saw, uh, which she, you know, at the time, caught, she called it pulsing fireflies. Hmm? Uh, orbs, I would <gasps> guess. Because don't fireflies usually pulse anyway? Um, but walking in a room and seeing thousands of them inside in a thousands? room. Thousands? All different colors and sizes. No. She just saw, and I think when she said fireflies when it comes to light, I think she just saw legit orbs with her bare eyes. I hope she didn't just get like super dizzy or something like that in a oh moment. Oh my God, you ruin and interrupt everything. Yes. <laughs> Called swimmers. That's why it's possibly paranormal. Um, Not down in the <laughs> down, in, <laughs> down in the basement. They also actually all over the hotel because uh, it's connected to one of the ghosts named Raymond. We'll talk about. Uh, no. They find wet footprints all over the hotel. See that would piss me off. Spots. That's where that smell's coming from. He's bringing in the wet and the, and they can't properly even when dry there's it, no so water like area. Uh, Ke- Kelly and, hu- and her husband both experienced a large shadow person uh, down in the basement, and this Demon. is kind. That um, we're gonna get to that uh, because it it had uh, kind of the shape of the face was almost wolf like and had red eyes and it literally blocked the light from them. Yeah, cause she has described dogs. Yep, and she so she saw something and her husband both saw the same thing, really creepy and not human and scared the heck out of them. Um, that's why they don't open the basement just open to anybody. Um, and that's they. Honestly, I think it's a, a just that one story was uh, why they didn't. Because well, I, I think it's accumulation of starting fair. to that's feel fair. this and way. It's, an, it's a non. But once uh, you start seeing demonic things, such as you know hellhounds, a non-physical mm. entity. Yeah, yeah, no, no thanks. A non-physical entity is something that wasn't actually alive and then died, and now it's a spirit. It it was something that's oh, it's an energy that's a already demon there, demon or an energy that's there and usually negative. So well, we associate them to be negative, but they're not always negative in every culture and they're not always negative in every religion. I'm just saying you can't go at it purely from a Catholicism. My wife, everybody who has your glasses up. I know (laughs) literally has to say something. I'm the only one here not wearing glasses. I could could literally read something out of the dictionary and go, actually, that's not how I describe ice cream. Exactly. All right, so here's a little bit of some of the apparitions that are seen there. Uh, they see a man sitting at a piano. Uh, they see a random person at the bottom of the stairs or at the foot of the bed. We already talked about that earlier. They all look incredibly real, but uh, literally they blink and they're gone. Um, most common apparition seems like it is a little boy that with blonde hair and green eyes. Uh, the possible name is Carlisle. Oh, I'll get my 
I'll, I'll see you. I'll tell you how to get there. Um, well, the kids see him the most, of course, a lot in the hallways, bouncing a ball or standing on the third step of the stairs. Um, Numerous stories from people who stayed about their child talking about how much fun it was that they got to play with that little boy on the stairs and with the ball and stuff like that. So, and then they find out that there was no other kid staying at the hotel. I do have a question. Um, one of the girl, I'll let you go after I actually finish this sentence. (laughs) Um, one girl asked her parents if she can go play with the little boy and they kind of like waved her off. They didn't, you know. They didn't yeah, go ahead. Think anything, yeah. I wouldn't. Um, later, when they were re- the mom was reading the log books that are there, uh, she she asked the girl what the little boy looked like, and it was a dead oh. ringer to what how they described it in the in the books. That's not real. <laughs> dead ringer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah. If I had a badum sound, I'd play it. You just um, said it. So multiple investigators <laughs> uh, have put out a actual toy ball for having play with and. It is so many investigators have actually had the ball move or be thrown down the hallway at him. See, I think that would be so unnerving to actually see a ball bouncing at you. not the only ghost kid, though. No, he's not. But I do have a question. Why is it that it's always a child with a ball? Because that's all they had to play with. They had other toys. What? Ball in a cup? Uh, Jack's. Okay. With a ball. Jack's have a ball. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Jump rope. I'm going to ignore that question. Okay. So sticks? Not, a hoop and a stick? I had a hoop and a stick. Not the only ghost kid. Uh, the biggest complaint, what Davis already wrote, uh, the owners get from people is they can't sleep because someone is letting their kids run up and down the halls all oh. night long. Yeah, she got a lot of complaints and there about no, that, including one-star reviews. And there's no kids at the hotel when this happens. And she actually has a playroom that she had so she could say, hey, kids can go play here. But still, all the way up and down the halls, and I, you can hear voices knocking on doors. Like, no. Just awful kids. No. Like, we've all been there with the kids that are that awful at a hotel, but now there's just, there's no kids, and it's like that. That's so bored. Um, so, she, you know, she's really, it's annoying because she gets a bunch of calls <laughs> complaining about that. <laughs> um so, I want to know kind of what's what's your answer at a certain point. Yeah, I've heard about him. I guess his, in, name's, his name's Carlisle. In, it's a ghost. In the logbook, <laughs> there's actually pictures of, pictures of the boy lay, or of a boy laying flat and on the floor on the third level, peeking over the railing. Um, people have gotten pictures of him peeking down at him Mm-mm. from the lobby. Oh. Um, but they're saying this Carlisle was the uh, was the plumber's son, and he lived there throughout his childhood. But he did not die there. But maybe he's probably just come back for some good memories. Um, they got the name. This is kind of cool because they didn't know the idea of the name of the uh, this child. Um, but they, the owner overheard two women who came in to stay. And they were talking about how their grandfather, Carlisle, lived here when he was young. And he, they talked and they kind of talked about, oh, yeah, he was at this time period, this time period. And they would always, but he would always get in trouble because he would uh, bother people in the lobby and always noisily bouncing that ball around. And that gr- women actually said that. That's the story of the, their That's the story of their grandpa, grandpa. when he was young. And they didn't know the ghost apparition So story. at this point, I wonder if that's kind of one of those residual hauntings where it's just, yeah, this is a memory of this place. And so it just, mm-hmm. it constantly plays this little boy bouncing this and ball. Enough, and even, it even sticks with the, when he'd get in trouble, his father would 
or the owners of the lobby would make him go back upstairs and not come down and he had to wait and he, he, would, wait speak, he would peek over the railing <gasps> at the people coming oh, in until he was creepy. allowed to come back down that's awesome i wonder if they've been able to like kind of confirm like i wonder if there's any because i mean residual can cross over into intelligent i wonder if this thing can respond to the carlisle name or if they've now just called it carlisle yeah, and, and now have just assigned that name that's who it is well there's also uh so the uh the original palmers who started the hotel uh the mothers stayed there and she's also seen too uh as someone who they see this woman wearing the same red dress and actually people pointed her out and then later have seen the picture of her that used to be up uh that picture is no longer up because it continuously was taken off of the nails and thrown to the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've like nailed that yep. picture up, right? Oh, like, yeah. There's no way that so you they decided just, you don't to just walk by. And they just pull it decided off. to Ugh. keep it down, and there's still people seeing this woman with a red dress. Oh, that's awesome. No. And then uh, Lisa's favorite, there is, of course, a woman in white. There's a woman in white. Oh, I was going to go with werewolf. <laughs> However, she's not just in a period dress, it looks almost more like a nightgown. Well, no, no, it's a bride. This is one of those classic hotel brides that are liking? seen in the lobby. Oh, then this isn't the one I read nope. about. Okay. Bride looking to issues, supposedly goes up the stairs and looks sad. And so one of people, the jilted bride that seems to be at every hotel. Oh, I understand. <laughs> so <laughs> Kelly and uh, the other woman. Uh, <laughs> Let that one I go. Know, I'm <laughs> so uh, Kelly's also said she's seen another woman with a red headdress uh, or head, head wrap. Uh, Kelly even talked to her and watched her vanish in front of her eyes. No. What? Later, while looking up older pictures, she actually saw the woman. It was Palmer's daughter. No. Really? Yeah. Uh, so every one of these rooms are supposedly have some sort of haunting. I'm going to go over some of the... I have a question real quick about the Palmer's mm-hmm. daughter. Isn't that the one that they've actually gotten a picture of her like standing in a window and they're like... On the outside, and they took this picture. And I can't remember which one of I saw. I've seen the picture, but I don't know who. Yeah, because it was, it, it was to be. like there was a picture um, hanging up. So somebody had taken a picture of the Palmer House from the outside, mm-hmm. and they caught the image of like a woman in white. It looks almost like she's in a nightgown or something like that. Yep, hanging out in a window. Nope. Yep. Not real. Yeah. Not real. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> so if you're gonna okay, so if you're gonna go, here's some of the rooms you should stay in. Okay. I'm gonna guess thirteen. You've only got nineteen to choose from. I'm going to guess room right. 13. Room number 11. Oh, so close. Uh, it's supposedly one of the most active rooms. Uh, the ghost you'll see there is a lovely ghost named Annie. She likes to rub your back when you're sleeping. Oh, oh nice. She also likes to keep the room at a super cold temperature where it feels like the AC is on blast all the time. I'm more okay with that. Is that the uh, one where they recorded the temperature that got nope, done? Nope, I'll get no? to that. Okay. Okay. Dang it, sorry. Yeah, you can get it way ahead of me. I'm I, so excited. You're not supposed to look at the paranormal stuff, Missy. <laughs> it's no. that's uh, over half of the they, that's over half of the um history in this place mm-hmm. is paranormal history. Like, they'll even get a. Uh, this is the room where they, if you're going to get that room, the owner will ash, actually ask you if you're allergic to cats because there is a ghost cat. So ghost cats have dander. Uh, I supposedly it is so the ghost what? cat jumps That's up on potent. the beds and they can he- you can hear meowing throughout the night no. No. and also people who've had allerg- allergic reactions <gasps> to cats to cats there in that room that'd be wow. horrible um no history has been found anyone named Annie uh, but they don't know if it's a good history because she is a lot of the time crying too aww Oh, no. You could also stay at room number 12 where you have your own very own ghost maid named Jacqueline. Uh, she's usually seen sitting in the room or tidying up the room. No. 
Uh, room 17. This is one of the heavy hitters. Uh, their former sex worker named Lucy that used to work there now stays in that room. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could smell her perfume like she is still right around you. No. Nope. She hates men. I'm not staying there. I don't yeah, blame her. Hates men. Uh, there is two. There's also like just two chairs in the hotel room. And she's usually seen always in the one that's closest to the bathroom. And you're not, you really shouldn't take that chair. If there's two people sitting in the chairs. She doesn't like it when you rearrange like the furniture and in her area. And she hates it when you uh, don't rearrange. Don't, doesn't like the furniture moved around. Why is it so creepy here? <laughs> move it back when you, <laughs> she'll move it back when you aren't looking. People have left just to go to the bathroom and they'll come back and the chair is completely around the other side of the room where it originally was. Yeah. Don't move the, don't move the furniture in oh, the, her room. This is like a Luigi's mansion. Yep. Yeah. If uh, <laughs> apparently she hates it when both chairs are taken, we'll let, uh, she will uh, let you know through tapping and EVPs if she doesn't uh, like you near her chair. A lot of the investigations they go, do you like, am I okay near the chair? And they'll get on EVPs, no's, yeah. or a lot of... It's very uh, strongly recommended if you're in Lucy's room, ask for permission for shit before you do it. Oh. Um, that's where they have the really... She's really good at changing temperatures intelligently. Mm-hmm. Like, they could ask her to lower her temperature or make it warmer and... It would happen because they would have their, their <gasps> yeah. That's the one out. with the recorded and this extreme. one yeah, one investigation marked a cold spot that went from sixty five to negative one in twenty minutes. What? Yeah. Yep. No. That's Pe- a shift even in Minnesota. People Ugh. wake up seeing their breath in the middle of summer, uh, and they'll actually have to go out into the hallway to warm up, Ugh. and the AC is not on. It has also been reported by at least one that has seen Lucy. And she does not look good. It looks like she might have a reason to dislike me. She was seen in a chair with a Mm. cigarette. Uh, The left side of her face was beaten up and the right side of her head was hanging off. (gasps) Yep. So it sounds like very the, yeah, angry she spirit. could have been one of the very angry women that were part of the issue with the socks. Or maybe a death that was not reported. Was or Barnum. Reported. Yes, or Barnum House. Yes. Yep. P.T. Barnum. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you can stay at room 18 where people are often heard. Uh, you hear a person walking around. Uh, they've also seen a gentleman sitting on the bed taking off his shoes. And he's just not there when you look back. Mr. Like Rogers? You, yeah, I guess. Mr. Rogers stays in room 18. <laughs> My ghost neighbor. <laughs> and then our uh, old friend Raymond at room 22. Uh, super territorial over that room. Uh, likes to mess with everything water. Thus the wet footprints. They think those are him. Mm-hmm. Uh, faucets and sinks and showers all turn on and off. He leaves pretty large puddles randomly where there's no water source. So that's very strange for people to find. Um, that's another place where the EMF thing is really heck. People get paranormal headaches and sensitivity big time in room 22. Um, Wasn't like there a, a worker that he kind of uh, followed around and would like literally drip water on his forehead and everything yep, like that? Yep, that was the bartender. Yep. Ah! Yep. Yep. Oh. There's, I, feel, and, and, I feel bad he, for he bartenders, it, he felt janitors, it was weird. No. maintenance workers. He They're felt the it weird get, and like, his supervisor actually said the same thing happened to her. And so they actually shared that. Yeah. Um, so he like he's, follows he's, them and drips water on their head where there's no pipes. Yeah, he's seen he's seen at the bar a lot. Um, he's blamed for a lot. He's the one that they blame for a lot of the dishes and glasses being smashed or slid off the shelves. And at one point, uh, when things are getting a little bit intense, uh, one of the mediums have came in, uh, came in and a full bottle of alcohol just exploded. Nah. Sitting on the bar. The psychic told Kelly she needs to take power over it and just tell the spirit to stop breaking the glasses. And she did so. And it actually 
calm down. Right. Her quote was, uh, uh, knock this shit off. Yep. And it, and it, <laughs> and it stopped. And it stopped. <laughs> but that's also later that day she felt something behind her uh, when she was in the laundry room folding towels. And it started choking her up. Like she couldn't breathe, uh-uh. and so she always thought at that point it might have been Raymond uh, not being very not happy. being happy that he she told him to stop nope. it. Uh, no, but no. Unfortunately, the owner Kelly is starting to seems to starting to get worried because it was weird because I looked at some of these YouTube videos from early on and she seems pretty happy, chill and happy, lucky. and now she's. In 2018, they had the dead files went there, and literally she looks a little bit more nervous, um, because. It's getting more intense because the more people are coming in there and oh, yeah, stirring yeah. up shit. And like she I mean, she specifically asked when ghost invent uh, ghost investigators come out, don't provoke. So yeah. that's a, that's a I mean, that's a legitimate thing that a lot of investigators do is they try to provoke the lab oh, so really nasty and everything to try stuff. to get people will stuff. smell smoke now. And there's been four fires ah, in the past yes. there. Um People, but it's getting worse. People if are getting people don't obey physical. The people, are, things are getting physical in the kitchen. Like workers are being shoved and stuff is thrown at them. Mediums on multiple occasions have been actually seen an entity that they have labeled called a uh, skeleton face, because <gasps> um, it has a skeleton Skeletor? face. Oh, I won't even go that far. Oh, one medium saying that this is a super powerful entity that's from the basement. Talks about the many people that it has killed over its lifetime and never got caught. Um, he hits and pushes people and can act rather violent. Uh, one death he takes credit for actually includes a woman who is in the hotel, who still is a ghost of the hotel. This, and this particular ghost is very protective of the kitchen and he's even thrown a bowl at the owner, <gasps> Kelly. Um, and this medium was concerned because this powerful spirit in the basement has become more powerful over time because of all the attention that is being received yeah. there. And then all the people visiting and doing stuff and investigation, the spirit is uh, getting more and more active. And this medium uh, brought this up in 2018. And the owner, when you see those clicks, she looks like she's nervous and stressed. It's, she does. No. You can start to see that um, this is starting to take an emotional toll on ugh, her. She's the good. one actually. Like, she, she's she's called, been in a couple of things where she's like emotionally. Just in the last few years, she's actually down. She's called investigators for help because she's now been seeing this black figure, a shadow figure, stalk her and tower over her. She's just going around. Um, and she's even said she's felt like she's been possessed a few times. Like she was, she could see through her eyes, but she there's a couple of investigators cars. that have claimed possession in the area. Uh, there's a couple of tenants, the people who've been working there yep. who claim that they just, they lost control. Do you guys want to stay here? Cause I don't, not even a tiny smidgen of and a I 100% second. do. And a no. lot of people wonder if these, this dark entity they're talking about might be one of the unsavory original owners to the place before it originally burnt down. Yeah. It might've just taken a long time. All right. So now, we're going to get into some pretty fun stories here. Oh, uh, sorry. One last one. They saw shadow figures crawling around. When I say crawling around, crawling up the walls. <gasps> no, no. See, I draw leaving, lines there. Leaving behind drops of inky or tarry liquid. So oh, not no. just shadow monsters, like legit. This place no, is going no, to no, destroy no, the no, world. No. Not no. just the house, the world. <laughs> okay. No. Okay, so here, I'm going to finish I've up seen some, that movie. some actual ghost some actual ghost stories that came from the book that were either on you can look them up online Palmer House actually has some of the examples of the stuff that's in their log book Um, a newlywed couple was staying in room 17 one night and the wife woke up when a with a lanky man dressed in 1920s clothing standing at the foot of the bed Uh, someone had their legs stroked and or slapped while they were sleeping Mm -mm. that's happened quite a bit Um, 
someone heard loud footsteps out in the hallway and then they were listening to the hallway around 3 a.m. and they could hear it come up to the door then through the door into their room and then all the way up to the bed and the last thing that happened was the bed started shaking. Uh-uh. <clears throat> this one, so this is something overall one. Here's, this is getting quiet. No, I don't like okay. this. I'm <laughs> so, scared of this place. This is from 2009 from Becky, hotel guest in room 17. Gotta love a Becky. My sister-in-law and I have some small experiences in room 17. I kept hearing my name being called when mm-hmm. I was the only one in the room in the entire floor. The voice of a, the voice was of a woman's and was in the room with me. My sister-in-law sat in a chair next to the TV and ended up moving from there after 10 minutes. She had a strong sadness come over her and she didn't know why. She was tearing up and everything. Then when we went to bed, we felt someone laying on top of her. What? That's room 17. That's Lucy's room. That was Lucy, right? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, um, this is from 2006. Uh, Greg and Laurel. Um, Greg is a younger uh, kid. Yesterday I was coming down the stairs when I heard a thump, thump, thump. When I twist, and then I twisted, uh, when I looked, I saw a twisted, broken shape of an old man with a snapped cane look at me and then evaporated right in front of me. I think I saw that in Insidious. Just like a snap. (sighs) Not like he's just gone, but the skin like floated off. (gasps) Fast until nothing was left. Maybe because the Palmer House is built on top of anything. uh, They don't know why, but they don't know why this is, he saw this. Later in the website, they actually, they don't make this connection, but it's interesting. Lunch guests, we're sitting there having lunch at the restaurant and they were talking to the waiter and the story they were told to put in the book was an older couple came to lunch one day. She informed me that her grandfather, Clarence Grindy, had fallen down the stairs on the first fl- has uh, had fallen down the first flight of stairs in the building leading up to the hotel and died. Oh, and that was in 08 that they found out that story. So those two connected. They didn't even connect them there. They just kind of found random stories that seem to work together. I hate all of this. On 09, Tracy wrote this story. Last night, my girls and I stayed at the hotel with my mother-in-law. The stay was for our birthday present to me and the, from the girls and Sandy because she knows the three of us are all interested in ghosts. Well, we arrived with we arrived with the expectation that nothing would happen, but we have the bragging rights of spending the night in a real haunted hotel. Uh, at one point, we had our voice recorder out just to have along with us that I used for my college classes. We brought it along because there was, uh, we tried to capture voices. And yeah, okay, mm-hmm. so we walked around with the recorder asking questions like there was, what's your name and how old are you? But mostly it's just us giggling and t- talking to each other. Uh, by morning, I forgot the recordings were even there. And it wasn't until we were driving home that my youngest, Jenna, wanted to listen to the recordings. We didn't think we were going to get anything. But while we were recording, Sandy and I stopped along the side table at the second, fl- second floor hall, the one adjacent to the room 11. We were discussing the decorative arrangement because Sandy thought that the picture standing on the table had been moved since the last time we passed it. Suddenly, a loud and clear, there is a female voice on the recording that just says, Happy Birthday. Oh, at least it's polite. And was it one of their birthdays? Yeah. Yeah, it was their birthday. Their birthday. Ah. It's her birthday present. Did just you so not scared. listen to the first No, I heard story? it. I just, I'm so scared of it. Okay, right. got, you, you blanked out halfway through. Uh, okay, I got two more. Oh, gosh. Or two quick ones, one longer one. All right. Uh, one from Jessica in 06. While sleeping, I was woken up by something sleeping, by slapping my bare leg that hung under the covers. As my eyes fluttered <laughs> open, I saw something scoot by my face. Needless to say, I had a hard time staying asleep that night. No. Also, a really cold pocket of air by my face was a short while, and the bathroom floor kept on getting mysteriously wet for no reason. Yeah. Uh, Atreya in room 11 
Uh, when we were going to bed, the thermostat just got colder for no reason, and no one had turned it down. And when we went to bed, I heard a ball tap up the stairs. Uh. We heard a knock at the door at 1.30 a.m., and uh, there was no one there. A book was open, and we returned. And we, uh, one of our books was open on the table when we turned back to our room after we ate. So there's a quick one. <laughs> Last one I'm going to tell here. This is one of my, I like this one a lot. This is from a, someone who actually worked as a night clerk. <laughs> Why? Poor night clerks. So she wrote a lot. So I'm going to just kind of hit, hit yeah. the main parts because she wrote a large message here. During my brief stint as a night clerk, a number of unexplainable events occurred. I was a little nervous on my first night there, so I didn't want to screw up the new job. I want to make a good first impression, so I vacuumed the dining room and made sure all the tables were set with placemats and silverware. I was slightly disgusted that, on several tables, the silverware seemed to have just been thrown haphazardly. But I straightened it all out and went to check the bathrooms. A few hours later, I went to the double check everything was clean. When I checked the dining room, many of the sets of silverware that I had originally moved had been messed up and moved. Ah, son of a... Then I went to the pub and found a fire blazing (gasps) in the fireplace. Not so unusual, except for when it's 90 degrees outside. But I didn't panic. I didn't leave the pub. But I did panic, and I left the pub quite quickly because the owner just talked about how they insisted that the gas would be disconnected during the summer. Yeah. (gasps) No. Um, The lobby lamps would go on and off without explanation. Sometimes sometimes she'd turn them off, but other times she she couldn't even turn them off. They'd just stay on. She eventually even unplugged a particular lamp because she got too creeped out because it would refuse to turn off no matter what she did. Did it finally turn off? Mm -hmm. Also, the faucet in the waitress station would turn on occasionally, but only run for like a minute before it would go off. The silverware was left, would move so often that eventually she just gave up trying to straighten the silverware. And she just... (gasps) Started just doing that right away at a 7 a.m. before she left. And then there was the cold. And she means cold. Uh, as she said, it was during the summer, 90 degrees outside. And she would usually wear shorts and sleep and a sleeveless shirt there. But at the first two nights, she learned to bring a sweatshirt and pants and even uses the blankets in the lobby to, no. co- to cover oh. up. Without a doubt, the strangest thing that ever happened to her happened in mid-July. The bartender had left for the night at about 1230. I had checked the doors and just finished vacuuming in the dining room. I went in to the vac to vacuum the pub and was startled to see a young man standing at the bar. <gasps> My mind was racing and figured out that it was just probably uh, that where he had come from and how he gotten in. He was a nice enough looking guy in his twenties. He asked if he could have a beer, and I thought so. I checked it with yeah. the taps were still on and they're not locked up. So seeing that they were indeed work that they indeed work, uh, he asked what kind he I asked what kind he would like. He asked what my choice it would be, and I jokingly said, I like the one with the canoe handle. He laughed and said... <laughs> You're in Minnesota, be, everybody yep. likes the one with the canoe handle. He yeah. laughed and he said, that would be fine. What do I owe you? He asked, and I told him that she had no idea because I, I'm a night clerk and <laughs> that's some, as I'm not the bartender. I asked him if $2 sounded fair. He proceeded to give me a $10 bill. And not, oh no, there's another problem. I don't have access to get any change. So I told him that he, I would look either... Um, Oh, sorry, I'm losing my place here. I'm running out of my voice. So, um... Don't do that. I'm really into this right now. So yeah. I told him that he would either have to have four more beers or he'd have to maybe find some other way to pay. Uh, he checked his pockets, rummaged through them, and found five quarters. And I explained that, oh, what a lucky night. The beer is actually on sale for $1.25. And he gave me the quarters, thanked me, and went to the lobby. He headed up the stairs, and I breathed a sigh of relief because he clearly was a guy who was a hotel guest. And I put the quarters in the front desk. The next evening, 
I was my night off, but I went to the pub after to get a drink after attending a play. Kelly, the owner, was there and the guest was there and I was laughing revealed my ghost story from the previous night. I explained that it was the guest that had stayed there. She went a little white and disappeared for a minute. When she returned, she asked which room he was in. I said I had no idea. I was just glad I knew how he had gotten into the building. And when she pressed me about the room number, she said we, they wanted to make sure the housekeeping cleaned the room. And I told her, oh, just look for the one with the empty glass in it. She laughed and went to check the rooms. None of the rooms have ever been were ever slept in that night. <gasps> no one had checked in or out. And the beer glass was never found. Ah! <laughs> That beer glass was so worth it. <laughs> oh, poor beer glass. Oh my gosh, that ha would have to be the most disorienting thing ever to have conversation with whatever's there. Exchange you, currency. You know that that's in front of you. That is a solid thing that you did. Awesome. All right, this was a solid <gasps> episode. There was a lot of things for lot this there. one. Nice. Yeah. So, we yeah. went a little over, but I, 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 I thought it was care. a good place. Okay. All right. Do your thing to end this bad. Okay, oh, wait. Well, no, I got to no, tell wait. you what's next. Yeah, yeah, Davis, where are we going next, next week? Because obviously we want to stay in the Palmer house. All <laughs> right. Next week, next time on the Possibly Paranormal podcast, we are going to be doing downtown Pipestone, Minnesota. Have either of you heard about that? I know Pipestone. Pipe Pipe okay, so my my good friend, my best friend, his uh, family is from this place, and I, he had told me about it. And then I looked it up, and I found a ton. I didn't read any of them, but a ton of ghost stories oh, about cool. the area. Oh, fantastic. So it's a town in Minnesota called Pipestone, and it's the entirety of the downtown is said to be haunted. <sighs> so okay. It's a small town, so I'm it's not like a huge downtown. Well, no, I'm I know excited. it's a small town. Yeah. I'm excited to look into that. That's so awesome. downtown Pipestone, Minnesota. Awesome. Will be your next one. Well, as we all know, these stories were all true, and I sure. <laughs> yep, all true. Nothing's true. I'm never staying at the Palmer House though. <laughs> so make sure you keep your uh, loved ones close and your significant other slash producer closest. Derek. <laughs> join us next. <laughs> join us next time in our constant bickering in this episode of the a possibly, possibly paranormal, paranormal podcast. podcast. Ah.